Welcome to another episode of Strategy Simplified. In this episode, we interview Grace Nee. Grace is an international candidate that broke into BCG. She'll share the tactics she used to break in and why she decided to transition out of the big four. Make sure to grab a pen and paper and take some notes because there's a lot of good stuff in here. Let's dive right in. Hey, Strategy Simplified. Welcome to another episode. I'm excited to interview Grace today. Grace broke into BCG as an international candidate, and I'm excited for you to hear her story. So, Grace, welcome to Strategy Simplified. Glad to be here. Awesome. Thanks for joining. Um, To start us off, can you just tell us about yourself? Just give us the 60-second version of who you are, share about your background, your education, all that. Yeah, of course. Um, So my name is Grace Nee. I'm currently a senior studying accounting at University of Illinois, Geese College of Business. Uh, I'm originally from China, spent 18 years of my life in China and moved to the United States um, pursuing my bachelor's degree. Um, Had an internship in accounting with EY Assurance. I actually loved the firm, but didn't really enjoy the work that I was doing. So I ended up wanting to pursue something in consulting field. So I decided to pursue a consulting career path with MBB firms targeting at MBB, spent one year um, and a half prepping for interviews and so forth, and finally got an offer in BCG. And I'm going to start full-time in BCG this July. Awesome. Well, first off, congrats on the BCG offer. Um, you've had quite the journey and, of course, a long uh, journey to prepping for for the interview and for your, your next role at BCG. So taking a little bit, little bit of a step back, can you talk about your experience with EY and what was the shift where you realized that you, you, you're not necessarily enjoying that, that work and you want to do consulting? Yeah, absolutely. I was always debating between um, accounting and also consulting work because my background of academic background, I was sitting in accounting. Then every day I'm learning about accounting principles and I absolutely loved it. Um, however, in my extracurricular, I was involved with a consulting club and spent five semesters in consulting work. So on the other hand, I was like, I was very passionate about consulting work and my clients as well. So however, the tipping point was really the internship itself. Unfortunately, I had a remote setting thanks to COVID of the internship. So I wasn't able to learn as much uh, as a normal internship would do. And plus, I really think the people were very friendly and they were really helpful for me. By end of the day, the assurance work came to be a little bit tedious uh, and not really as on the creative side. Whereas consulting, I feel like I can actually deliver the value on the spot to my client rather than just doing some backend work. So that was really the decision point after that internship. I said, well, I don't really see myself doing this full time for a number of years ahead of me. I really wanted to drive that value. I really wanted to deliver something tangible um, to my clients. So that's why I decided to kind of pivot my experience and also pivot my recruiting path um, towards MBB. Well, I will have to say, you know, Big Four is a great background to have. I guess, you know, without that stepping stone, it wouldn't be harder uh, to break into MBB firms. So I definitely appreciate the experience that I had. Absolutely. So you experienced some some of the big four work and you're like, okay, not for me. I, I want to do consulting. I've already had a taste of it, um, but, I, but I think this is what's for me. So you end up targeting the best of the best, of course, with with MBB. Um, 
and then you landed at BCG. Can you can you walk us through your decision with with BCG? Was there specific things that stood out to you in that process that made you go, hey, I want to be at this firm for the next step of my career? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think almost all the candidates will apply for three of them, uh, just no matter what. But definitely one would have a preference just because of the people, of the network that you have. So for me, it was really the network. Um, I had previous like members from my consulting club joined BCG just like one semester before me. And she was able to give me the life of BCG, like real version of life at BCG to me. And she was able to showcase some like case prep strategy and everything just to guide me through. So I really feel like welcomed um, by that culture. And specifically, I think when one candidate gets into the prepping um, kind of journey, you will find out different firms will have different case style. And normally you would have some case styles that you're really good at, whether that be like BCG type of case or Bain or McKinsey. For me, BCG was the kind of on the traditional end of their uh, framework type. However, it's really quant heavy and analysis heavy, but that was something that I personally feel really comfortable and good at. So whenever I'm doing a BCG case, I just naturally performs better maybe uh, with that type of case but with that being said still when you land an interview then talk to people at the firm you feel like okay this is the people that I wanted to work for and this is people that I want to be around with and just to learn from them I guess that's really the decision point saying okay PCG is the one that that was for me yeah so you you talk to different people you got a taste of the culture and you you felt that this is this is the one for me. So moving into your interview prep, can you first, before we dive into that a little bit deeper, share what what the difference was between your prep and just the interviews overall, you know, between EY and BCG? Yeah, absolutely. So for um, consulting interview, I think everybody knows we have the big portion is the case interview portion. That was something that accounting firms will not have if they're just hiring um, sort of assurance practice or the tax practice. They just have a behavior interview. So I think for that, um, be using those experience like recruiting for big four and everything, I polished myself for those behavior interview. So behavior was kind of out of the way when I was doing prepping. But case was always like the most significant roadblocks for everybody. Um, so I started pretty early. I actually started casing sophomore year, second semester. I joined another consulting organization on campus. And the sole purpose of that organization was to prepare undergrad students for a consulting career. So we were able to get some preliminary understanding of how case works and how the overall mechanism would to be. However, the most difficult part is you really cannot find a real case in the market like BCG case or MBB case. It's not the same level where you just see like some sort of business school publish their own cases, especially if the school is considered as like non-target background, such as U of I. Uh, We're not really targeted by any of the um, or maybe by Bain, but I'm not sure by any of the other consulting Mm -hmm. firm. So you just lack of that resources. You don't know what it's like to be interviewing with those firms and you don't know how hard those cases would be and the specific details or the vibe that they were looking for. So that is why I try 
you know, get outside of my school and try to utilize as much of the resources as possible by looking at other casebooks that other business schools have published publicly. And also, of course, Management Consulted as my uh, major resource as well, just because of the um, case library and also the coaches. So by that time, I could say, okay, now I have seen what it's really like to be interviewing with MVB firms and what the difficulty level would be. Then I had the confidence to say, okay, now if I sit in the interview, I will be able to crack the case. I'll be able to deliver the results. So that's why it took me so long to figure that out, not just the original case mechanism, what it's like um, to have a case interview, but also from the beginner case, case 101, all the, all the way to the very end, MBB level. I think that will take some time into practice. Gotcha. So taking a little little step back and, and going deeper, and you already teased some of some of your, your case prep, but can you just share more specifically what that looked like and just getting getting tactical to share the strategy, the plan you created, and then how you uh, actioned that plan to really get ready for the, the big, scary case interview? Right. So I think the first mindset that one candidate should have is begin with an end. You have to know what they are looking for. You have to know what a real case is going to be like. Um, to know that, you have to find the right resources, right? You, either that be your network, the alumni network, or just some resources outside of the business school or within the business school. You have to get a real case. Otherwise, However much you practice, it's not the real thing, and you don't know if that's the right style that you're practicing with, it would be very difficult for you to perform really well on your first try on cases at the interview round, right? You don't you don't want that to be the case. So definitely knowing what the style would be, what they are expecting, what kind of graph that they will show you on in the actual interview, um, just to have a feel of that difficulty will help you navigating yourself in the process. Because at the end of the day, we don't want to practice on some case 101 case, then we say, oh, I'm ready for MBB. But then in the actual case interview process, you're like, oh my God, I've never seen this type of graph before, <laughs> then get panicked, right? So that's very risky um, to do it just in the actual round. So um, the first thing is to know the mechanism. And the second thing is to understand the business dynamics. It's not just about cracking a case. It's about whether or not you can solve a business problem. So it's really about the logic. So I did a practice just with myself. Uh, I just searched Fortune 500 company list. Then I just closed my eyes click on a random company, you click on it, no matter you know that company or not, you see the description, then you think, okay, how do they make money? And how do they kind of like operate their business? How, what are the key fundamental areas that they have to focus on? If you can do that, pretty much, you know, you'll learn more about business acumen, you'll learn more about business operation. For example, I had a weird example of a medical distribution, right, industry, then who would know what that is? And you did some research, you learn about distribution, you learn about medical equipment, then you say, okay, now I pretty much figured it out. I know how they do business. I know their business model. I know how they treat their customers, so on and so forth. Then if you're throwing in a very uh, unfamiliar topic, 
of the case. You can still find the ways to navigate yourself into that case without just saying, "Oh, I've never heard of it. This is a total surprise." So I think that's a two most important、uh, factors when it comes to prepping process. We'll be right back after this quick message. Do you want to break into McKinsey, Bain, or BCG? Then join Black Belt. Black Belt is a structured case prep program that combines expert help with self-paced prep curriculum. You get eight one-hour, one-on-one case coaching sessions with a former MBB coach. You also get access to unlimited digital prep materials, and homework will assign you in between sessions to accelerate your progress. Oh, and by the way, 60% of Black Belts who complete the program land an offer at a top 10 firm. So, if you're serious about landing an MBB offer and changing your whole career trajectory, join Black Belt today. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Awesome. So, beginning with the end in mind, and realizing that firms are looking for your business smarts. Like, can you actually break down a problem and think logically through how to solve it, and then follow that through? And I love what you did with, you know. Searching for Fortune 500 companies and just developing, building business acumen that way—that's brilliant. I don't I can't say that I've heard of anybody doing that before. So、uh, it's pretty unique, right? <laughs> yeah, very original. Brownie points for that for sure.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> What would you say are the top two things you focused on that enabled you to succeed in that?、Mm-hmm. I would say number one is. Obviously, the business acumen, as I just talked about, because without that,、um, every framework you use, every point you say, would just be kind of superficial, and it doesn't really address the business problem. And second aspect is really the logic, or if you want to call it the quant portion too.、Um, so personally, I'm good at calculations or the math, but not necessarily on graph or logical sense.、Um, so you would have to figure out the Implied relationship in the graph, not just like what the graph is saying, but why is this graph important, and how does that lead to the final answer, the final recommendation, and maybe even go beyond that. I've had actual interviews where the interviewer was asking. Okay, what can you imply from the graph about the market? So it's not really just about the company, the competitor. They were asking about the overall market. So if you don't have that logical sense, then you just see okay, number is a number. This says one, that says two. Then it doesn't really connect the dots for the whole picture. And I think they are looking more for or. That's what they call beyond numbers. It's not really just about the ones twos. It's about the logic behind it. So I think number one is to know the business. Number two is to making the connection between different pieces of evidence, especially in a interviewee-driven case setting. So interview work-driven,、um, maybe they will have some lights onto you as how pieces connect to each other. But if you're doing a BCG type of interview or Bain type of interview. It's really on the candidate to be able to drive that logic over and to be able to tell the story. Absolutely, love that, love that, and that that's one of the things we we push. You know, our case prep clients when they're working with our coaches to get to an insight. Don't just do the math because the number in itself is meaningless unless you're able to develop an insight and then apply that to the business situation at hand. So, love that you shared that. Zooming out a little bit from this whole process, 
you have a background as an international student. We get loads of questions every week from people in your situation saying, you know, what can I do to put myself in the best position to succeed as an international? You know, there are some inherent um, downfalls to that and that makes a lot of it a little harder. Um, just from your experience, can you share one to two pieces of advice or maybe a mindset or an approach that you took to help you and, and enable you to succeed in your journey into success mm-hmm. consulting? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the most important part is to be aware of your identity. Um, you cannot just deny the fact. So for example, for me, I don't deny the fact that I spent 18 years living in China. I'm proud of that. Um, and I would like to share as much as my experience in China with whoever I'm interviewing as well, because that is essentially my core identity. Um, however, we have to recognize there are hardships or additional difficulties for international students. Uh, like the visa status, sponsorship, and because um, companies are paying for those sponsorships, they are looking for higher standards, just believe it or not. And if you think about this fact in their shoes, you know, you would like to have a um, better candidates, if you will, uh, if you are really paying for their sponsorship. So, yeah, I'm not going to say it is an easy process. Um, you have to be better than average. That's what I put into it because they are essentially paying for the sponsorship. However, don't be frustrated because you're an international student and don't deny your identity because those diverse backgrounds are also something that they are looking for. They want you perspective. They want you to be able to tell your story, no matter that's in China, US, or whatever country that is. Um, you're providing value, essentially. Mm-hmm. But number two, I will say communication is really, really important. Um, I've seen very brilliant um, students that you know come to me for help, wanted to be able to deliver their ideas in the case interview. However, they were not super clear in the way that they communicate. And also their language skills might be lacking a little bit. Then when we communicated in our own language, which is Chinese Mandarin, right? Um, it was super clear. Then they were super logical. So it's really hard to deliver um, brilliant ideas over a second language. I'm still learning that, obviously, after spending four years here. But that's just something that you have to do. Otherwise, you can't prove yourself on the spot that you have those smart ideas. It would just sound very uh, superficial or just on the basic level. So communication is definitely something that one have to practice on. But beyond that, really believe in yourself uh, and recognize your experience is valuable. And they do want to have that global perspective as well. As long as you can communicate it in a effective manner, um, you will get what you want, basically. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of folks are going to find that advice useful and just staying in that for a little bit if you have anything to share like do you have any tips for developing better communication like for someone in your shoes who mm-hmm. english is is a second or third language yeah so especially for um for those of us who come from an east asian background i think 
having that answer first approach is really important. Just because the culture is really different, really in Chinese, I wouldn't say answer first、uh, in a very direct manner because we would like to provide the context. It's a really context-heavy culture. Then you want to tell the stories around it, then get to the endpoint. But here, the culture is different. There's no right or wrong, but it's just the culture difference, right? So here, people, especially in consulting field, we want that answer immediately because you are essentially. Talking to a CEO, and they、um, they are short on time, so you want to give them the most important information upfront. So having that answer first mindset, it takes a while to practice, but you can get there.、Uh, it's not a very hard shift. It's just a mindset shift. And whenever you are delivering a case interview, be sure you put that answer first approach in your mind, and、um, then you should be able to do, just deliver more effectively. <laughs> Absolutely. Answer first, data and supporting arguments. Second, right? <laughs> yeah, love that. Love that.、Um, what are you most looking forward to in your time at BCG? Wow, that's a big question, and <laughs> there are lots and lots of things to look forward to.、Um, first is a learning opportunity for sure. I'm sure I'll learn a ton out of BCG. Maybe just on my first day starting off in BCG, I'll learn a ton. So I'm sure I'll learn a lot from the. Um, the corporation's resources, as well as just the people who are around me, and also throughout their training progress and also the actual casework,、um, those are very exciting things for me. And second of all, is definitely the people,、uh, the smartest, right, brightest BCG folks. I would like to meet more BCGers and share their experience, and、uh, again, just to be friends with them. To be frankly speaking, and.、Uh, Lastly, is the city life.、Um, I've never lived in a big city like Chicago before, so that would also be very exciting experience for me, starting in Chicago and know what it's like to be able to navigate in the city. I think I'll get confused in a couple months, but hopefully, I should be able to recognize where I am and where I'm going. So that's my goal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for sharing about that. We're cheering you on as you. Go into yeah this this world of consulting as well. So lots of exciting opportunities.、Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, well let's transition to、um, this last section、um, where we ask you a few more personal get to know you questions because we like to see the human side of people, not just the career, the the professional side of them.、Um, so here's one: What's one piece of advice that you'd give to your 18 year old self? So take take yourself back to. Where you were, what were you, what were you thinking? You know, what was life like, and what's what one piece of advice you'd share? Yeah, sure, definitely.、Um, I think one piece of advice that I would share would be. Um, don't stop exploring and also believe in yourself. Well, technically that's two pieces of advice, but you know they goes hand in hand. hand.、Um, for an eighteen year old of myself, I think at that time I was very hesitated of my identity because I. I thought I didn't fit in to any of the categories, and、um, I wasn't. I was not in an international school. I was、um, from. I was. I'm from China. I was not from here. I didn't know anything about、um, U.S. colleges and everything. So at that time, it was really、um, a lot of like practice on self identity and like self assurance, making sure that I understand myself, understand. 
kind of embrace my own background and knowing those are valuable experience that I'm going to take it whenever I go and still have that mindset of exploring and growth in mind. So I would hope that I kind of found that balance faster, right? And start exploring more university resources and everything around me faster and that I could have done. But still, uh, it was hard uh, at that time because, you know, currently it's four years later. Of course, I have different mindset. But at that time, I was very confused on who I am, uh, especially and what I can do for myself. And for the exploration part, really, you would never know where the path will take you. Uh, I didn't come into college with the mindset that I want to do BCG in my future. Uh, I didn't have that opportunity. Didn't even know what BCG was at that time. So making sure I was exploring opportunities, uh, making sure I was kind of aware, well aware of things that are around me, things that are, that are available to me. I think that would have been a you know better experience or an accelerated path for many things to come. So, Absolutely. Love that. Love that. And final question before we end here today. What's the top travel destination you have? What's someplace you haven't been to that you're really itching to, to visit? Yeah, I wanted to go to Alaska, but I've heard it's like a retirement destination place for travel. <laughs> so it's beautiful. I don't know if I will wait until my retirement to go, but you know, maybe I will, I will make an early trip to check it out then go uh, when I'm retired. But yeah, it's just been an intriguing place uh, for me that I wanted to see the different landscape and different people and it's almost like a foreign country even if it's still in u.s so yeah i would put that as my top travel destination but like always i love traveling so i'll see how bcg will take me to different places and hopefully i'll be able to see more so but for now i just put alaska yeah okay well we'll see if bcg takes you to alaska or not <laughs> fingers crossed i don't know we have an office there but we'll see <laughs> i don't believe so but you never know yeah right. well i've heard it's cold and beautiful so i know i hope that is a good trip whenever you decide to go mm-hmm. all right grace well thanks for sharing your story your journey with us at strategy simplified uh we're grateful for it and i know our, our, our audience is excited and has gotten a lot out of this today yeah thank you it was my pleasure hey strategy simplified stephanie here Before we end today's episode, I'm going to read a podcast review we received. The author wins a free course from Management Consulted. It's a win-win. Today, we want to thank Black Cobra, who said, MC provides awesome behind-the-scenes looks into the consulting industry and teaches listeners how to think about strategy from theoretical and a practical standpoint. Thanks again for the review, Black Cobra. You just won a free course, and we'll be in touch soon. For everybody else... Don't forget to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts for your chance to win. After you leave a review, send us an email to let us know. Podcast at managementconsulted.com. Thanks for listening to this episode with Grace. If you're enjoying Strategy Simplified, please leave us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. It gives us a chance to get your feedback on the show, and it also elevates us in search algorithms. Thanks again for being part of the Management Consulted community. We'll see you next time.